world. Hi there, I'm Shudyan David uh, from The Joy Formidable and this is my record. I've been uh, delving deeper and deeper into uh, psychology over the past couple of years. So I th thought this was maybe quite fitting because in a way I see it in psychological terms in a sense. This artist I'm going to talk about, I've had like a reframe of him. Essentially, you know, you do that with psychology, you go back and reframe meanings you've assigned to something, right? And we do that, of course, all the time with music, for good or bad, right? I was listening to him quite a bit recently, like, wow, yeah. Kind of like a rediscovery, you know. And that artist is Jeff Buckley. So I was introduced to him I suppose in the 90s, yeah, the early 90s, I was given a, uh, a cassette, <laughs> if you remember them, version of Grace by a kind of budding songwriter. He was a bit older than me. I got into music first and foremost, I think, through guitar, really. So I was very deep into kind of the guitar side, the instrumental side of uh, playing. Into heavier stuff. Hendrix got me massively into music, and obviously that just what a guitar could do, this wildness and take you to the other place. I was really um, mesmerized by that and it took me into all kinds of heavier stuff really. So I was listening a lot to Pantera, Sepultura, Nirvana. Even though I liked it, I didn't really appreciate it back then, you know? So that was kind of the introduction. That was number one, you know? And then you could say the palette wasn't opened up just yet, you know? I just wanted visceral rawness and where music could take you, you know? And so, of course, you grow up, don't you? You know, you mature. I went to university and I kind of got into all these different aspects of making music, the composing, the arranging, you know? I went to eventually do a university course. Years later, when I was in university and I was in a long-distance relationship, it was heavy, you know. I rediscovered Jeff Buckley and his music almost became a soundtrack to what, what was happening in my life uh, right then, you know. It was, it was a difficult time. It was heavy. Like when you're in university and I was locked away obsessing with my writing, writing thousands of songs and demos, you know, and just wanted to get to grips of like perfecting um, creating songs. I'd started to be much more involved in um, not just the guitar, but all aspects of music, really. I think what it was is a friend of mine in university, she was deeply into him as well. So I got a copy of Sketches of My Sweetheart the Drunk. And of course that, I got switched onto it and went back to Grace and of course all the other um, stuff over there, there isn't that many of what Jeff did and just fell in love. He was in what he did, you know. It was a very difficult period, you know, and I think his music kind of lends itself to that because it's so emotional, you know. And of course the vocals, a fantastic vocalist, but not just the range, for me it's the emotion, the feeling, you know, and it really drew me in to um, all that he's got going. I think he's, for instance, a very underrated guitarist. Um, the use of dynamics, you know, that really struck me how, like, he, you go from such delicate, vulnerable moments to, for him, going into really heavy places. That showed me multi-dimensional aspects of what an artist could do, you know, not just like boom, boom, boom all the time, and eventually it doesn't have any impact anymore. 
Well, this, what I call, I suppose, my record for this context, I would say, Morning Theft. You know, this song in particular really, um, I felt like, encapsulated a time which is so much longing, you know? It's so funny because in university, with this very intense uh, relationship and all this longing where you don't get to see each other that often, and we actually got through that bit. It was after that that I stopped, you know, so it's quite, quite bizarre. And uh, I suppose that leads on to the band. Um, a few years later, you know, after sort of trying to get the, pl the right players to get, I had my, uh, f few of my own bands before meeting Ritzy again, you know. I think we've taken that, I've taken that into this band, you know, something we really enjoy and that you're able to do in a very particular way as a three-piece as well in the Joy Formidable. Uh, love the moments where you're taking someone's head off. So that was a big influence, definitely, in terms of all the tools that you can do on a, a, in a musical sense, but a psychological sense as well. Yeah, you take people on a, a journey, don't you? You know, morning theft, it goes through uh, lots of changes. And for me, it's such beautiful timing when the build-up in that song comes in, when it goes there. in with that it's oh you know and that is a big thing for me actually in music the 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 that it almost it just takes that one chord and oh it's got you you know in that song actually in morning theft you know is, is a good example it's some as a major seven uh with a ninth in it you know leading up to that it's some so now i think it's a bit more prevalent um within what would you call it like pop or indie or whatever um some odd discordant voicings and so forth, but um, I didn't hear that much of it um, around by the time. coming in the drums start coming in I just think it's uh, beautiful you know like I say timing so yeah here we are you know um, after years and years of trying to find the right band you know determination eventually finding the two people that the chemistry is there uh, you know and the a love and the same amount of passion of course the joy formidable We're, we've been going 10 years now I kind of forgotten about um, Jeff Buckley at that time because it almost became too painful that period came to a head for various reasons I maybe won't go into, but it was like, phew, I, I need to not listen to this person for a while, you know? Not because of how great it is, it's all about the meanings that we assign to it, right? Music, music is such a powerful thing, isn't it? But it's a shame, you know, the same with any traumas that you go through, whatever, how you can delete and miss out on things, and it's important to, I think, go back and set that straight because you're potentially you're missing out on things aren't you you know and so i started listening again to some of jeff's uh, stuff grace i think is just whew, it's a it's a masterpiece you know but i love all this stuff uh, i actually really like um sketches as well because of the rawness to it so i like many aspects but yeah it's been a really beautiful period it made me think about the psychological aspect of it i've reintroduced it back into my life and i don't assign 
that love has to mean pain and, and all these destructive elements to it, you know, um, I can appreciate it for what it is and I think that makes uh, life a lot richer, right? What am I still to you? Hey, Riddy and Doffett, thanks for sharing your story for my record. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about? We have more online shows as part of our music club. Um, big up to the fans who've been so supportive there. Thanks, Ridian. You can visit thejoyformidable.com to learn more. To make sure you don't miss my record, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment to rate and review us, too. Check out photos of our guests and connect on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Just search for My Record. That's one word. You can email us at myrecord at popcultworldwide.com. My Record is produced by PopCult. Executive producers are Dennis Shire and Lars Murray. Our editor mixer is Willie Samuels. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.